Welcome to Listen University of Oulu's uh, podcast called An Interview with Honorary Doctor. In this podcast, we will get to know more closely the lives and careers of honorary doctors who will be conferred in the 11th Conferment Ceremony of the University of Oulu. The university has invited persons for conferment who have collaborated significantly with researchers in the University of Oulu. In addition, invitations have been made to persons who have distinguished themselves significantly in other ways in the society and for the benefit of operations of the university. Conferment of an honorary doctorate is the highest honor that the university can confer to a person. My name is Elina Lehtomäki, and our guest today will be Honorary Dr. Annette Schoenflug. Welcome, Professor Annette Schoenflug. Thank you very much. Uh, you have studied music education and educational sciences, and now you hold a chair for foundations in education, lead big research projects, and chair the board of the edu- Global Education Network Europe. Was educational sciences and academic studies always a clear choice for you? When I started after high school, I really doubted what to do. And one of my possibilities was, or one of my options was to study natural sciences, and the other was education. And at the end, I decided to become a teacher, to become a primary teacher. And I really liked liked to be a primary teacher. I have been working as a primary teacher for several years. But then it beca- I got the possibility for a PhD. And already in my career as a primary teacher, I thought, oh, it would be so nice to go deeper in educational sciences. And so as I, I did not choose to become a professor or a scientist, but then step by step, this idea enrolled. Can you tell us more about your career? And especially at what point of your career did you realize that you wanted to focus on research and to specialize in foundations in education and global education and learning? So already at the time when I was a teacher, I realized that there are much more questions I'm interested in. And I have to tell you that after my my high school, I was volunteering in Latin America and I had had during my my time as a student in school and school exchange with South Africa. And these encounters out of Europe fascinated me very much. And when I was a teacher and I got the possibility to write a PhD about development education in Germany and the way how education is reflecting development issues, I was really delighted to do so. So I left the school and I I did my doctorate or my PhD on development learning. So today we would speak more about global learning, global understanding and education and globalization. And when I finished my PhD, I was really convinced that I should stay in university and continue with, you know, in Germany, we have to have the habilitation. And for the habilitation, I took the other aspects of my life, having been a teacher. And I wrote a PhD about epistemological problems 
on didactics and on didactic theory. And with this, then, I started really the career of getting quite early a professorship for first school education and school, school theory and didactics, and then changing universities and coming deeper into foundations of education. And that's where I'm now. And it is often said that in research, the subject chooses the researcher and not the other way around. Was this the case with you too? Did the subject or education choose you, you think? I think that in my early career, the subject have chosen me. If I had had the possibility to, to in my already my school time to see around the world and by this getting much more questions. But then it was me to choose because I was I I was really looking forward that I can work on the topics I'm interested in. And to become a professor is a wonderful opportunity and possibility really to focus what you are interested in and to focus on the questions you think they are important. And indeed, I think to reflect how we can learn and how we can understand globalization is and how education can contribute to understand globalization is such an important issue. And I'm very grateful that in my life I have the possibility to follow this question. So I think it was a both. Mm -hmm. Subject choose me and I choose the subject. So a mutual agreement and, and <laughs> you both chose each other. And as we both know, collaboration plays a big part in research. During your international career, you have been a visiting professor, for instance, in Connecticut, Vienna, Maputo, Hiroshima, Rwanda, and in Oulu. What are your methods of collaboration? I think for collab collaboration, it is... First of all, I have want to say that, that good research, from my deep understanding, without collaboration, is not very good working. Because com problems today, especially in social sciences, are so complex and perspective perspectives are so manifold that it's very important that you try to get the change of perspective and the multi-perspectivity in your research by cooperation. And I think for cooperation, there's very important the curiosity to other people and to what other people think, what they are doing. Their, um, the, how can you say, the attitude that you, you, you um, approach with the understanding what, that what the others are doing is on a good level and they know what they do and the willingness to listen. And I think for me, it was, it was very, very, how can I say, very um, fruitful to have the possibility to do research in very, very different environments. When I had been working at the university in Hiroshima, it was quite a different situation than working at the University of Maputo in Mozambique or now in Rwanda or being at the University of Vienna. And in all cases, I've learned so much and I, I have had a lot of possibilities to work together with scholars and to work together with colleagues 
and of course to have to find friendships as well. And I think this is a, as well a very important aspect. And in a special role, of course, played the University of Olu. My cooperation with the University of Olu is dating back to 2006, which is quite a long time. And it's really amazing. It started with Rauni Resonen and her, her, her then, she re, then she retired. Then I continued my cooperation with Vanessa and now I continue my cooperation with you, Elena. And I think this is something which is very, very, very rare and very nice that it is related to the topic you, you all have, but of course goes with the people as well. So I think for co cooperation, it is very important that you listening, you are listening, yet you are curious, but of course that you find the people sympathetic and have a, have a good individual personal base as well. And um, your connection to Olu, how has that been formed? Yeah, my connection to Olu, as I already mentioned, started 2006. Hmm. And this was by a joint workshop I did together with Rauni Resanen during a conference in London. So we didn't meet in, in Olu, we didn't meet in Germany, we met in London. And I think we've, by this meeting in London, we discovered a lot of common aspects and a common interests. And our main common interest was the question, how should um, teacher education look like in Europe in order to educate teachers in a way that they look over their own little village and have themselves a broadened worldview, but are able as well to teach students to get a broader worldview. So, and then the next step was that Brownie invited me for a keynote. Um, no, I first invited Rauni. It was like this. I invited Rauni for a keynote on my university, and she spoke, I think, on, on theory and research on teacher education. And then I got a re-invitation to Urlu, it, and I did in Urlu in 2008. It was the first time that I went to Urlu. I did a seminar on global learning. And from this time, we continued to do several several things. We published together. We issued journals together. We participated on international conferences on doing symposia together. We started to um, to to have joint PhD seminars, and by this we integrated our colleague from London, who brought us actually together. And I think we had been, so the colleague of London, Rowney and me, we had been in Europe, the, the persons who had been mostly interested in this global learning and teacher education and global learning in general. And by having joined PhD seminars, it was quite a good exchange and is still a very good exchange. And then we started to, we tried to do a Horizon um, application which didn't work, but it was a good experience. Anyhow, we signed an Erasmus exchange. And this since this time, there are students from my university coming to Ulu and from Ulu coming um, vice versa. And then, of course, 
it was Ellie, you yourself, Elinor, coming in. So and we we continued. So first we get we got to know. We thought, wow, it is a good perspective to continue our our um, relationship, and so we continued. And I think the last things we did was that we are together in the in the board of the academic network of global education in Europe. So where we started to to develop a network which is bigger than just us, which was which was and which is quite successful. We um, continued joint keynotes and working together on 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 different symposia and international conferences. And I think we as well deepened our conceptual understandings and our shared research. So in a nutshell, my connection to Ulu had been formed by the joint interest in the subject we research in the joint perspectives of our teaching programs because we have similar teaching programs as well where we learn a lot to, from each other and of course from the sympathy we share and I have to admit that I like Ulu as well at the landscape and the university so it's all the, all the time a very big joy to come and to do things together and I think with this cooperation we had not been able to focus on our own research, but to bring forward that this important issues of reflecting how to deal with globalization, how to deal with sustainability, how to integrate sustainability reflections and social glo greater global justice in the teacher education. I think together we had been able to strengthen this topic as well in the academics in Europe. Yeah. And um, what do you think? What kind of uh, kinds of practical solutions do you have for education based on this research and collaboration? Mm, I think my practice, first of all, research is not always practical. But if I look for the practical aspects, I would say that there are two different aspects for me which are important. And um, the one point is that I have tried to establish an international master program which is um, focusing on educational quality in Sub-Saharan Africa or in development situations and in development in, in development situations which are a little bit difficult. And I trained a lot of multiplier for better education and better teaching. And until now, these multiplier reached 3.5 million students. So I think if 3.5 million students in Sub-Saharan Africa will have a little better education, this already will make an impact. So that's on the more practical side on, on yeah, what what have been done or what what could could this serve for the society. But on a more um, how can I say conceptual perspective, in the last years I have worked very intensively on the question how to integrate 
change of perspective and cultural understanding in teacher training. And we have worked not only in, in developing the teacher education at the university where I am, that's the Otto Friedrich University of Bamberg in northern Bavaria, um, but as well as writing handbooks on or and writing ideas, getting ideas written down, how this not easy to understand and not easy to put in practice perspective could be could become more convenient in teacher education. Because the problem of a teacher education is that teachers need to be educated to, to, to follow the tradition of one culture and to, 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 um, to help students to get encountered with the culture, but to do this in the perspective of manifolding cultures and multi-perspectivity. So it is a little bit a paradox situation how how to teach Finnish culture, but in a way that it's open for the cultures of the world. And these are often very, very little details who make the difference. And to sensitize for that, I think this was one of my practical things. I I have been I have been contributing to a better teacher education. Hopefully. Apparently. And uh, what do you then think, uh, from your perspective, what has been done in Oulu that has ha- made an impact? Oh, yes. Oulu, I think, has a very interesting teacher education. And with the um, international dimension of teacher ed- education and the master program on EdGlow you have, this, I think, have done not only an impact for the students which are in your program, but for a conceptual discussion of teacher education all over Europe. And I think this is like as a as a role model and a lot of an idea of, of how international teacher education could look like. So from the point of research, no, a study program, I think this is a very, very important contribution. And from the point of research, um, it is the contribution that you, yourself and um, the whole working unit has contributed a lot to the understanding how internationally uh, non-paternalistic equivalent cultural sensitive research in education could look like and how the change of perspective could be cultivated in research as well because this is and this is not not very very common in in educational research or in social sciences all over to do research in a way that those who are who are being researched have a voice and get be respected and can contribute with their interpretation as well. And I think that you, Rowney, and all the others have done a really important contribution to this understanding. So, and of course, if you come to early, we are really thrilled what is the meaning of teacher education at your university and how you how you quickly integrate things like digitalization 
and yeah, in, in teacher education as well, there we are very backwards and I really learn a lot as well by being at your university. So it, I think you, uh, the impact of Urdu can be seen on a practical side, on the teaching program and the way the teaching is done, as well as on the research side. And of course, both are interlinked, but they are not the same. So I see the impact on both aspects. And what are you currently working on? Just in the moment, I am part of several bigger research projects. The one, uh, one research project um, is on culture in, in teacher education, where we have um, investigated the teacher handbooks on their understanding of culture. And what we found out was that if the teacher handbook text is speaking theoretically on culture in, and, tra and culture tradition and teaching history or teaching language, the multi-perspectivity and the multi and the globalized ways of culture is very present. But as more as the teaching handbooks go to the classroom, as more they get single culture. So I think this we did a very intensive discourse analysis on that. And I think this is a very important finding for the development of teacher handbooks in the future in the German-speaking language, German -speaking language room. So this is the culture in teacher education, a project which is still ongoing and different issues. We have done... And, and the culture, what we did as well, of course, was interviews with students, how they see themselves. A very interesting finding was on, on uh, students on teaching musics and, and arts, which is a little bit going back to my first career in, in music as well, um, that they have a lot of problems to see themselves in a more globalized culture. So they see themselves very much in the culture. They do their art and they integrate students who are willing to do the same kind of art, but not those who are doing art, but in a different way. So that's an issue where teacher training and arts education needs to focus, of course, much more. I have, I do in the moment another study where we investigate how adult persons in Germany with a migrant background, with a, a Turkish migrant background, have been shaped by their learning experiences and maybe exclusion experiences to shape their own political worldview and their understanding of the, of the world, especially the international relations. And I, I think in this research, it is very interesting to see how education can harm as well. And by this leading not to enlightenment and, and more and, and a, global, uh, a broader worldview, but as well leading, even with good intention, to more fundamentalistic perspectives. And I think this is showing a lot of implications for integration and the question how integration in schools could function and work. And my, the very youngest research, which is not yet finished, but I 
like I, I'm very interested in these findings as well. We interview teachers who encounters anti-Semitism in school and we ask how and we, we analyze their reactions on anti-Semitism and the efficiency and effectivity of these reactions toward anti-Semitism. And I will study another one against racism because what even that's the same background, even with good intentions, the reactions are not always in the way that they really face the problem. And to and I think to sensitize teacher education, it's very important to have such a kind of empirical findings. Yeah, so my, my bigger interest is how to learn globalization. And I put this in different, different aspects. Like, and then by this, getting a broader picture of how globalization is changing education and what does it, what does it mean for teachers to learn to shape with it and, of course, for the learning process as well. Yeah, that's it, what I'm doing. And is there something you would still like to achieve during your research career? Oh, yeah. So, I'm, I mean, I, I, would, I would see myself as you need a, a long time to get really to, to learn research. I would see myself in the middle of the career. So, I have still 15 years to go or 12 years to go to pension, but normally social sciences are going longer. So I would say 15 years to go if everything went good and I stay healthy, what I hope. And um, I would like to achieve more in, this, in the perspective on um, funded research. So in the funding strategy, as well from the content side. So from the funded, fund, um, funding strategy, I really would like to get what did did fail the last time, so an international research project, and hopefully, of course, with with um, the University of Ulu together. I am looking forward to establish an international PhD program, which includes the perspective of Sub-Saharan Africa in a bigger scale, and yeah. So this is from the funding, and I would like really to have a, um, 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 how can I say, a much more multi-perspective, multi-perspective research program, which is a big, larger. So this is the funding strategy, but I mean funding is something which is not important if the content, <clears throat> the content is not there. So from the content side, I would like to aim to a theory of global learning to a theory of learning in globalization, which is founded and which has a solid basement by empirical findings. And to so what I already described is that I try from different perspectives to get empirical findings there, they are there, because the, the learning of globalization is very, very complex. And it has to do with our very basic understanding as human beings. It has to do with the evolutionary process of how, how um, human, humankind is shaped as being, being evolved in little groups, being involved in direct communication, 
and so and so on. So it has to do with the psychological and biological foundations of learning, but it has to do of the with the learning process process itself. It has to do with the experiences and international experiences and how they are shaped. And all these together and bringing all these puzzle points together to get a really theoretical understanding of these learning processes. This, I would be very, very happy if I could contribute more to the, um, to the scientific discourse on understanding this. And of course, if I would be able to write a book on, on this bringing together all these little puzzles. So to write this book is one of my ideas at the end of my career. And before I do this, I need a lot of very different um, empirical studies where I try now to get the little little puzzles inside. Yeah. And I would be very happy if I would get some more years to, uh, to do this. And of course, it is a very nice way to live as well. To live with research makes your life very nice because it's so interesting. And so I really hope that I would have these possibilities still to do. Sounds exciting. And then I would like to ask you about the honorary doctorate. How does it feel like to be conferred as honorary doctor? What does this recognition mean to you personally? Oh, I was so surprised and so honored when I got this email. And I have to admit that I, I have been reading it, I think, 10 times because I couldn't believe it and I wanted to be sure that I really understand it right. So it was for me a very, and it is for me, a very big honor and I'm very much grateful for it. And I do see this as an honor to my person, but I see this as well as a form of recognition for the topics where I work on, and I see this as well for as a as a deepening of this long partnership and a reconfirmment of the understanding what I shared all the time in this partnership with Uru that we see these topics as the very important one, and by this I feel very much honored for my person, and I see it as a as um, um, as a reinforcement of the topics and and uh, and the content of the research we share, and I see this as an obligation for my work, not only in the cooperation with Ulu, but as well in my work in 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 Germany and my my own university, to to try harder and even more efficient to establish and to reflect on those questions I share with the University of Ulu. And for my understanding, it, this doctorate is not only going to me, it is going to the two ladies which shared so much of the work and reflection with me. So to Rauni Ressonen as well, and to you, Elina, as well, because I mean, it was us three together to come there and to deepen the relation to the point where we are. Yes, so it is a big joy. It is a big joy and honor for us as well. And how would you be, if you would be asked 
to describe University of Oulu with three words, what would those words be? So I would say it is an innovative university. It is a good designed university and it is a global university. And let me explain this. It is innovative because teacher training is not just a little addition, but it's a very important aspect for the university and, they, and the university has a very innovative teacher training and they invest in teacher training. So it is a innovative in this perspective and it has a, a, a lighthouse function for a lot of teacher training universities, universities in Europe. It is good designed in the nice way of Scandinavian functional design. So it is a university which, where you see that people reflect how learning could work and they adapt in a way the university to the learning and not the learner to the university. And I like this and admire this very much. And it's a global university. It's a university which I see very rooted in the local environment. You are up in the north of Europe and, and of course, being characterized by the situation as well, but being, um, being, being in, a, in a very globalized perspective as well and having uh, international connections and inter international scholars all over. And I, I find this very impressive in a way how visible is the local situation, but how it is shaped in a global way. So innovative, good designed and global. This is what Olo is for me. And I'm looking forward uh, to the conferment ceremony. You are most welcome back to Olo again. Oh, and I'm so much looking forward because I think it will be not only a very honor but it will be a very nice and warm moment of my career as well. And I will, I'm really hoping that we will have this hopefully soon and yeah, very much looking forward. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity and yeah, really seeing you again, reflecting our research and having fun. Mm -hmm.